Israel faced in Chad. And as she and Afia prepare to, to return to Chad, I, I want to just for a few moments share something as to the reasons, or at least one of them. T- turn with me to Matthew's Gospel. Matthew 28, and I'm going to read just well-known verses, uh, verses 18 to verse 20. And as we hear these verses read, let's remind ourselves that this is the Word of God. In fact, this is the very words of Jesus himself speaking to his disciples. Matthew 28, verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. As you're well aware, these verses are known as as the Great Commission. And all I want to do is just for a few moments just to consider three things that Jesus tells us of. Firstly, in, in these verses, Jesus speaks of power. When in verse 18, Jesus speaks of all authority being given to him, the word that is used carries the meaning of power. Carries the meaning of the right to use power. And when we look at the life and the ministry of Jesus, we see Jesus displaying both authority and power in just about every area of his life and of his ministry. His teaching was authoritative and powerful. He displayed power and authority over sickness, over the elements, over demons, even over death itself. We see that he has the power and the authority to forgive sins. And back in Matthew 10, verse 1, we read that he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power. Gave them authority. And now here we are at the very end of of, of Matthew's gospel. We see Jesus himself acknowledging that all power, all authority in both heaven and on earth has been given to him. What does that mean? Well, this, that means this, brothers and sisters, that there is no, nobody that is more authoritative or nobody who is more powerful than Jesus Christ. And just in case we think, well, that was kind of back then, 10 or 2,000 years ago. Let's remind ourselves what the writer to the Hebrews tells us. Jesus Christ, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is, everything about him has not changed. 
His power and his authority is as great tonight as it was when he stood on that mountaintop speaking to his disciples. His power is as great now. So Catherine and the fear, indeed, all of us, may we truly grasp that. And may we continue to trust and to rely on the power of Jesus Christ. That power that he gives to all who believe. Power. Secondly, we read about purpose. We see the purpose there in verse 19 and in the first part of verse 20. At 20. And in many ways there is a threefold purpose. There is the making of disciples. There is the baptizing of them. And there is the teaching of them. We are to, first of all, go. The, the, the gospel is a going message. We, we are to go and tell. Somewhere along the line, evangelicalism has fallen into the trap that it's a coming here. It's a go and tell. The first two words, no, sorry, the first two letters of the word gospel is go. We're to go and make disciples of all nations. Notice that little word, go. The Greek experts tell us that that word is a present participle, what kind of, whatever that means, so I, Probably need to come to one of your English classes, um, Catherine. But a little, a literal translation of that word is going. We are to be continually going. We are to go to all the world. We are to go to all the nations. And we are to go with a set purpose. And friends, that set purpose is to make disciples. A disciple is quite simply someone who on hearing the good news of Jesus Christ turns from their sin and puts their trust in his finished work upon the cross. I actually believe that disciple is a word that we should learn to use far more often than we do. It was the, it was the most common word for the early believers. And it means much more than just making a decision. We're not called to call people to a decision. We're called to make them disciples. Actually, apprentice might be quite a good equivalent word to use. And did you notice that that purpose is worldwide? I love that the, the, the third verse of, of that hymn that, that we sang earlier, um, when from every tribe and nation millions will be gathered. The picture in Revelation of people around the throne from every tongue and nation praising God. How are they going to hear unless people go and tell them? You don't need to go abroad to be a missionary. 
We are all called to go, to be going. We are all called to make disciples by telling people through word and showing people through our works the love of Jesus. And let me just underline that disciples are made. That is, you become one. You are not born one. Nobody is born a Christian. Rather, you become one when you turn to Jesus Christ. So even in a gathering like this, let me lovingly challenge you. Are you a disciple of Jesus Christ? Are you following Jesus? Notice what happens next. Notice the words of Jesus. Be baptized. In the New Testament, baptism always follows belief. And while it is not a salvation issue, it is most certainly an obedience issue. So if you're a disciple of Jesus and as yet have not been baptized, then I challenge you to think it through and to pray the matter through. Because here in these verses, as in many other parts of the New Testament, the command is clear to believe and to be baptized. We're to make disciples. We're to baptize them. Notice, if you like, the third strand, which I believe to be vitally important in the day and age in which we live. Once a person has, made, has become a disciple, once a person has become a follower of Jesus Christ, they need to be taught. They need to be discipled. And Jesus says, teach them everything I have commanded you. You see, friends, it is not just about calling people to a decision. It is about making disciples. And we do that when we teach them the things of Jesus. Where, where do we find that? Well, Jesus himself, speaking of the Old Testament, says these are the scriptures that speak of me. And of course we have all of his teachings as recorded in the New Testament. So, so forgive the simplicity of the point, but I think it's one that needs fully grasped today. Our teaching and our discipling is to be based upon the word of God. What a high and what a holy calling it is to go and to go with a purpose. A power, purpose. Finally, notice that Jesus gives us a promise. There it is. The second half of verse 20. And surely 
I am with you always to the very end of the age. You see, the great thing is that as disciples of Jesus, wherever we go, whatever we're going through, we are never alone. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. These words to these disciples must have been so reassuring at this time. You see, Jesus, after spending three years with them, was about to physically depart. But once he went, he sent the Holy Spirit so that wherever they would be, so would he. And it's the same today. Jesus' promise still stands because the promise is until the very end of the age. And the very end of the age is not upon us. So whether we serve God in Chad or whether we serve God here in Elgin, we can stand on this and every other promise that Jesus makes. Go. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Spirit. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. What a promise to take out into this new week with us. That Jesus is with us wherever we go, whatever we go through. Let's pray. Father, thank you for these words so well known to us, but nonetheless still as precious and I trust and I pray, encouraging. Thank you that all power has been given to you, Lord, and we are told that the power is given to us because the power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. Such power. Thank you for the purpose in which you have saved us, saved to serve, saved in order to go and tell others. Help us this week to share something of Jesus. And thank you for that precious promise. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Encourage our hearts, challenge us, Lord, change us as we give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's stand.